Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. We are on. And, um, you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's like you're looking at us and smiling, and it's like, oh, are, are we on the air? Okay. We are. We're we are. recording and stuff. We're recording. Everything's as it should be. In this multiverse, in this I, I, universe of the I multiverse. Think in this multiverse, but, Bill's having a stroke. No, <laughs> Bill's looking at us all like he's waiting for whatever he slipped into our drinks to take yeah, it back. Yeah, that, actually, that does. It's like, it's like I suppose I've you're, got a, you're uh, wondering why I've called you here. <laughs> next, next podcast, you'll all be heads in a box. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, um, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, this show, we thought we would talk about uh, multiverses. Um, as depicted in science fiction and comics. And um, Jenna made a good point before we started the show that we want to talk about, there's a lot of theories of multiverses, but we want to talk about multiverses where you would actually have an Earth. Do you think we should introduce ourselves in this universe first, though? We could. (laughs) Um, I'm Darth Bill. I'm Jenna. Charles. John. And I'm Seth. And uh, we also have a couple of folks in the audience today. Um, and then Bill's gone again. <laughs> I, I feel like it's the clock that's left. distracting him. Because it might be this the clock. Yeah. It right. might be the clock. This is new yeah. to make sure that shiny, shiny new. It's CERN again, interfering with yes. your thoughts. So, it's yeah. the glitch in the matrix. Focus, grasshopper. So. Uh, we recently all went to see, uh, well, maybe not, not all of us, us, except for Charles. Uh, we went and saw uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And um, Seth, um, interested in what you thought of the show? Uh, well, probably not big surprise, but I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Uh, and I've been, like, in- Into the Spider-Verse is about Miles Morales, a different Spider-Man from... Earth 42, I think, maybe? I don't know. Marvel has a huge numbering system for all their different universes, but I've been reading the Miles Morales comics since they Mm. came out in the Ultimate Universe, and I've loved them. And seeing that coming out in a movie, along with a few other big spider people, uh, was a lot of fun. And I loved the movie. Mm. Fight me. I was really, Im- I was really impressed Change with the caliber mind. of voice actors that they had in it. Like Lee uh, Schreiber was Kingpin. Mm-hmm. They had Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man, Spider-Man Noir. Noir. Um, I mean, I know they had like a couple of pop singers for Miles Morales and Spider Gwen, but like there, there was a number when I looked at the IMDb, I was pretty surprised. I mean, pleasantly surprised by the caliber of actors, mm-hmm. and, so and it came through. So you liked it, Jenna. Yes, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm a, I mean, probably going to get shot here. I've never been a huge Spider-Man fan. Mm. My first exposure to Spider-Man was the cartoon, and I just kind of thought he was a wimp because 
he never went after the girl. I'm like, this girl's obviously into you. Why are you taking away that decision for her? Like, right. go after her. Come on, you've got these, like... Because he doesn't want to endanger her life. That's not his choice, though. If they both like each other, then he needs to let her make the decision whether or not she's a part of that. But yeah. that's a different issue. That's just always... That has always been my hang-up with superheroes. Yeah. Making that's their it. that decision for their their female love interest. So like Superman and Lois Lane. The subtle patriarchy yeah. of the, the deal upsets you. Well, no, it's like all superheroes do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, which they, all, all superheroes are derived from subtle patriarchy. But, so. well, <laughs> it's the decision to not tell those close to you that you're out being a superhero, which doesn't protect them. All it does is when they get kid, when the supervillain finds out who you are and kidnaps them, they don't know why. Like maybe they'll be more street smart if they know, hey, someone yeah. be, may be luring me to something because yeah. uh, they know I this hero's but, with but me. But it would you change their point. behavior. I mean, that's a problem. Mm. And you can't unknow something in general. So if I you, mean, yeah, I mean, but you can't just forget that you're. But well, doesn't that go to that thing where if you have a secret and you tell one person? It's no longer a secret anymore. The the supervillains find out anyway. So what does that matter? Well, I know, and but, it, well, yeah, they're but you always know that now. they're always putting that individual in danger for not telling them as well. So it's kind of fair game, I think, when you look at mm-hmm. all the various comic book universes and they do this. And in Into the Spider Verse, for example, this was a universe where uh, Aunt May and uh, Aunt May knew that Spider Man or Peter Parker was Spider Man. And she was invented all sorts of cool stuff for him to use. Mm-hmm. She was an inventress. Oh. Yeah, mm. she was the one who invented all the Spidey gear in that universe. So that's that. That was my problem. So going back to the first point, that was always my problem with Spider-Man. Um, so he's never been one of my favorite characters. I thought the new Spider-Man that they've put into the Avengers, I like him a lot. I went and saw his movie because. I thought he was hilarious and well acted. Um, and there was more than meets the eye, I think, in a lot of the previous universes. It didn't seem as cheesy. So this, mm. I, I didn't have any interest whatsoever in seeing. But it seemed only fair since I made you guys watch other stuff for our last <laughs> podcast. Um, and I was definitely pleasantly surprised. It was just, it, it felt more like a real New York the diversity, the the slipping into Spanish on occasion, um, the the music was well done, the visual effects and the sequences was well done and interesting. And uh, I also appreciated the fact that, you know, one of the parallel universe theories is that, or multiverse theories, is that those there may be different laws of physics or um, different way which matter would be put together in those other universes. And you could almost think that's how they applied it because, spoiler alert, uh, the other Spider-Men and wom- women who came into Miles Morales' universe were starting to break down. And that could be, maybe, They've because not, That's been a, done in a few different uh, places, so yeah. But also... But that's like, an actual for, theory. For another example of that, though, like uh, Spider-Noir was all black and white. Had yeah. no color. Like, <laughs> he couldn't do the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I watched it. Uh, it, I it was okay. I liked it. I'm just not a big fan of um, comic type stuff. I'm more of live action, real people kind of a thing. I don't know. Are you saying that they that weren't is. real people in that movie, Bill? <laughs> I'm 
the real people were voicing the characters. <laughs> we'll go with you there. But I, I like it to look like it's real, that it's a real world rather than a drawn world. I'm not big on puppets either. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we now know where you stand on puppets. Uh, All right. I've actually been curious. Yep. About That's a fight. Jim Henson yep. is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> well, the Muppets are cool, but I mean, I'm just, in general... I don't watch puppet shows. The TARDIS isn't real. Yeah. What? Them <laughs> <laughs> are fight words. John, pass me that lightsaber. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm my little pet peeve. Or I'm not a big fan of multiverse in general. Okay. Unless, I'm going to say, unless you've actually made it, like maybe like with Doctor Who or with the show Sliders from a long time ago, mm-hmm. where it's actually a main part i don't know if it's part of doctor who actually but i'm i'm assuming with the tardis there are parallel universes so unless you're unless you're that's a main part of the plot Mm -hmm. that's a main i'm not i don't like that comic books have done this so you wouldn't want to see so no no i think i see where charles is going it's like I'm actually working up a new panel for uh, O-Comic-Con. Hmm. Uh, I call it uh, MacGuffins versus the God Machine. Hmm. And time travel can be both. It's like it's basically it's a plot device to go someplace where you're just, you don't want to spend the effort to actually make it make sense in your particular well, universe, you s- so you make a new one. When you say like God Machine, what are, ex, how do you define Deus that? Deus Ex Machina, the God Machine. It's, it's an, uh, a, a Greek, ancient Greek yeah, uh, yeah. mechanism. God from the machine. Yeah, where yeah. where you can't the, the characters can't get out of their situation without some kind of super outside, machine. Outside but isn't that influence. the same as a MacGuffin? No, MacGuffins are just a thing that moves the plot forward. Like oh like, right, like uh, and Doctor right. Who. Sorry, the yeah. The, uh, the goober. Yeah, yeah. The, it's, <clears throat> it's a goober, but the the piece of paper that he shows to people and it's anything yeah. that they that they he wants or them to see. Some character magic. that comes in Psychic with an important paper. piece of information that okay. moves the yeah, story. Yeah, like forward. I don't know, and then you, they go That's away and you never see them again. Yeah. Well, it can't. Well, the the character that can the be char- both. It, I guess way. if it's a like a one off character who like the the random scientist who comes in shouts some information and then leaves <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. never know and never see again that can Ex- be a MacGuffin. Exactly. But if it's like. It's all like story and, ha- but on your point with uh, uh, how like multiverse uh, things are like the they're not but, in but classic. Like Charles was saying in Sliders, it's integral. It's actually a huge was, part of that show. That's the whole part of the show. But yeah. if if yeah. you're using it to create a situation that or, or otherwise escape, wouldn't exist, escape it's, it's, with, yeah, it, when they've escaped, trying to escape what they've written themselves into y- into a corner. I think it's, like, it's a, a lazy, uh, it's a lazy it. mechanism of, of, well, of moving a story forward. Yes, but that's not e- how uh, comics use multiverses. Uh, well, for, is it? Uh, we yeah, were just talking many, about Discovery and all the canon problems with uh, the new Star Trek. This is the same thing. They have written themselves into a corner in their universe, so they expand a new one. And I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. With that, that's actually a good idea. When you when you have exhausted the probabilities in, in a certain universe, you either destroy that or you make a new one. Well, uh, usually how uh, like how the mul- the various multiverses came to be in effect in comics and DC and Marvel and whatnot is that they were spawned more from one-off stories. Uh, Marvel had a fan. Mar- they still might have this. It's a fantastic series called What If. 
where they take their existing characters and they ask uh, the question like, what if Gwen Stacy had been the one bit with the spider? What if uh, the Hulk instead... Uh, what if uh, someone else had been the Hulk and left Bruce Banner? Uh, and so they do these and... Depend like sometimes depending if, if on the if their popular yeah, yeah they will do some more stuff. Uh, one of the ones I really really like is Marvel's sixteen oh two, which is basically a what happens if like the entire Marvel universe started about four hundred years earlier in Europe. There'd be a lot of witch burning. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> the, a lot of witch burning. The mutants were called witch breeds in that, mm. and were hunted and persecuted as witches. Mm. I'm and sorry, so, but it, it would not be long before mutants would be like, "Well, screw this. We're going to destroy everything and remake a world where we are the gods." Because right. they could do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was written by Neil Gaiman, though. He oh. was one of the main writers, and it was really good. So it reimagined all these Marvel characters with a different flavor and different art style and had a really interesting story of uh, like the discovery of America through like and various superheroes and supervillains uh, manipulating the politics of Europe in that uh, time period. And so it was a really interesting kind of one-off look at things. Yeah, but... And so that is one of their multiverses. Indeed. So, but... So, that, oh, please. Oh. Uh, so I have a question for Charles. So if you have a, a show like um, Star Trek, for example, where I, they do a show that purposely takes place in a mirror like universe for the story, well, not necessarily Discovery, but I'm thinking like the original series when they yeah. went to the mirror universe, it was, you know, they were beaming up and it was a transporter accident and the whole yeah. show took place in the mirror universe to provide a different kind of a I, story. I, I do remember that and as a, as a nine-year-old that was captivating. Yeah. It was. But, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but also integral to the plot of the sh that particular episode. That episode, yeah. yeah same, they, same as so when... So does something like that? When they split Kirk in two on another one. Too. It was right. so very similar. I, I remember as a kid being just... In, and yeah, in or that story. it was easier. There was a point, the yeah. moral lesson that it's Shatner. easier to play evil than it yeah. is to play good if you're evil. Yeah. Did you watch Enterprise? I did. You remember the one Enterprise? They did one Enterprise show that I, was totally in the mirror universe. I mean, the opening I, intro was because different than they, everything. I, they, oh, it, was, yeah. it was for ratings. It's like they literally couldn't stay away from it. I mean, mm. Mirror Mirror was like one of the well, most popular episodes, and that, so they did it. Everyone did. DS9 like, did it. Yeah. Yeah. Discovery did it. And they they weren't going to do it, but their ratings were so bad, they actually rolled out the Mirror Universe, and it was very successful because people liked that. Same thing with Marvel, rolling out their universe. I don't have to like it it's still. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you don't have to like it. You don't. But it's like, in some cases, it's brilliant. In some cases, it's just lazy. Well, and, 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 and there's a lot of, so as. It is. There's, well, you're, if, you're the writer. You should understand well, lazy yes, plot devices. I can understand when it's lazy, but also when it's used good. Yes. And Which I didn't say that there weren't well. there, that it wasn't useful. Sometimes well, God machines well, I, can be really good. I kind of think so. So here's the thing: like, if if I remember right, like to have an evil Spock, because logically it makes more sense to be evil. Mm -hmm. I'd like to hear that chain of thought. Well, wasn't that wasn't he kind of evilish in the, in the, the mirror universe? In the mirror, uh, he, it's been a he while. went along with the whole mirror universe. Right. Well, and so I I ah. That whole thing bothers me. Like, and it kind of goes like anything worth doing. Like, if you've made decisions in your life, 
anything worth doing, any major decision that makes you who you are in this universe is worth doing in any other universe also. Uh, I, I don't think you split just because... Uh, but well, I might be wrong. But there, it's, and that's just it. It's not just about plot. I mean, the actual theory is any possible direction something could have gone, it's exponentially expanding. Yes. I mean, that's part of the whole string theory. The daughter know. universe thing, right? Right. Well, well, it's, and it's more than that. It's like every day, all right, let's say you wake up and make one decision. That decision can go at least two different ways. There's seven billion people on the planet. So since we only pick one way, uh, Probability theory says 50-50. Um, we're creating, with just one decision a day, seven plus billion new universes where you went the other direction. I mean, and I think there are the, and that's where they talk about deja vu, is deja vu either, some people think it's a glimpse. There's a lot of different theories about what deja vu is. There's some that say, oh, before you're born, you make a path for your life. So deja vu is you remembering pizza, pieces of your path, and that's you being on the right path. There are people who think deja vu is just pe uh, scientists think it's just you putting pieces or remembering pieces that are familiar in other parts of your memory. In this, other people are saying deja vu is glimpses into the parallel universe when you're sliding in between, like so. It's a glitch uh, in the matrix, right? It's or it's a glitch in the hologram because mm. that we're all living in. Mm. And I think we all have those weird moments where you say it's a decision, that any decision you've made is gonna be in any reality the same. Well, a lot of times there is no decision. I was in a car wreck uh, eight years ago. And I think we all have those moments where I distinctly remember being on the interstate, this is at 2 a.m., and I saw the car that was going to hit me coming down off the exit ramp. And actually, it wasn't the car that hit me. It was the car that the other car that hit me would throw me into. And I was on the phone at the time. And I was like, not when it happened, but I'm like, hands-free device driving. He's like, okay, we'll be very careful. You know, it's late at night. I'm like, yeah, of course. Hang up. I see the car. It's coming down. I'm like, I better get over so we don't merge. And the other car rams into me going 60 miles per hour, like I'm not even there, and knocks me into the car I watched distinctly oh. coming down that exit ramp. Mm. And it's like, I could have slowed down. I could have changed something, or that person could have changed, like something completely out of my control. And because I was just at the right place at the right time. And had I been struck 500 uh, feet sooner, my car would have been, been impaled on a guardrail, or no. we would have missed the guardrail completely sure. and gone five, like, hundred feet down a cliff. So it's, and then there's no Jenna in this universe. Mm -hmm. There's no Jenna in this universe mm -hmm. no anymore. And that's, that's kind of what's So somewhere there is a multiverse or a universe without Jenna in it because that Pot did happen. Yes. Or there's a, there's a universe where Jenna's got a really sick scar, just like, <laughs> yes. Or, but I'm still gonna deny that there's a universe, at least where it started out, that uh, John really appreciated Bill's puns. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that, that universe, that that universe not happens. exists. That, that yeah. universe self-annihilated <laughs> shortly <laughs> after it came into being. Well, but there's also the universe where Bill's puns literally killed me. Just <laughs> actually, death by pun. Science is still wondering how that's possible. Shall we, shall that we just declare that a universal rule? That your puns are deadly? Yeah, I there, think we can do that. There's a universe where John just straight up kills Bill for a pun. 
And I mean, it could be still be this universe. We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's like it's it's just an interesting thing because I think everyone has had moments where you're looking at a situation and you feel like you could see it going a couple of different ways. Like you see it actually happening the other way, and then it doesn't. And it's kind of a weird deja vu. Mm -hmm. And it's like, is... It could be the wheel of Birth of a new universe. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. yeah. There may be poignant moments where that happens. The mechanism is unclear. Uh, its existence is unclear. But it's like the, the whole idea. Audie? Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You're, 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 we can hear That's you. why we gave you a microphone. Like, do you, yeah, what you was know. your thought? Do you want yeah, to talk? Uh, yeah, give, yeah, give us your thought. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn Audie on. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, Thank you, oh, my. Uh, clear rating. <laughs> 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 Damn you, Bill. I had this dream that I was uh, mowing the lawn outside my brother's blue house. And I woke up and told the wife about it. It was a weird dream. A few months later, after the wife and I split up, I moved in with my brother into his apartment, and then we moved into his blue house. And here I was outside mowing the lawn. Ooh. Remembered that dream. I went in the house and called the wife. And so you had a premonition of a future event. Yeah. And I've had several of those very specific situations, too. That's I've a hell of a way to learn about your divorce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it was a weird but pleasant dream. I feel weird because I've never had any of that. I've never had, and is that, what does that mean? Does that mean that so, I just have no other uh, parallel reality existence? or Maybe you're just very firmly rooted in this maybe, reality. I don't feel like I am, but maybe I am. Or, I mean... Memory is a very faulty thing. Like the more I've I've looked and heard different things about it on podcasts with scientists, uh, it almost shouldn't even be used in courts. It sounds like because mm. we it, will. It is the lowest form of evidence allowed in court. And 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 it's because oftentimes we will reconstruct stuff and fill in the gaps. But I mean, so you walk into I I've had dreams where when I was a kid. I'd picture being in this, I pictured being in a kitchen. And then like two years later, I was in that exact same kitchen. Or at least that's how I thought when I walked into that kitchen in real life for the first time. Now, did I have, was that dream the same kitchen? Or was it just enough that it, I reconstructed it? A peek I mean, through the multiversal lens? Maybe. Or uh, the, the first very significant person I dated, um... I distinctly remembered blue-green eyes, like, looking vividly at me when I was 13. Like, being close to somebody in these these certain eyes. And then there was a moment when I started dating that person. And I was like, holy shit. This is, this is that moment. This is, that, that's always been in the back of my head. Hmm. So, or is that just because it happened to be similar enough to the dream that my brain filled in the gaps? I don't know. It well, it comes a weird line between this the the spiritual of, or the the paranormal of psychic abilities versus your brain just constructing stuff versus the parallel universe. Well, and John, if it if it helps any, in an, with an infinite number of universes, there's probably a version of you that is uh, the greatest psychic on the planet. Mm. 
There's also probably a parallel. I don't want that. There's a... Who would want to know the future, honestly? Especially if, if the... I wouldn't mind some lottery numbers. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Just it, saying. if the future is set in Universe, place. if you want to reveal that. If the future is set in place uh, and you can't change it, therefore, either you have the lottery numbers or you don't. If you just know them but can't use them, then what is the point? It's like, it's like all you get to see is how things are going to unfold without the ability to change them. Now, if I could change them, then all of a sudden, that future I saw doesn't exist anymore. So, or it does, and it's now a parallel well, universe. Well, still, to me, there's yeah. still a problem. So right. Peter, like Peter Parker, I think part of his essence, I haven't seen the new Spider-Man, but, but in, in the Spider-Man that I knew, is he's, he's a little scared of women. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that's just randomness? I think or is that part of his essence? So that in the, is there another universe where he's the I don't know the seventies guy go, just automatically goes hey look at what I can do with my hands you know or where are you yeah, where are you going with well, this? Well, yeah. also I, I have a little bit of because because I think with people there is I mean a lot of it's nurture but there's a little bit of your essence is this way and so that's you're saying that your genetics. I think they come into play, and that's but, just, you can't have the but infinite. But if you were in a, a parallel universe, you could have slightly different genetics. Or you wouldn't even exist. Well, well but then at that point, is it long. you? Huh? Is, it, is it you? I mean, it, what you're, what, if you change all that, is it you? Suppose it looks like right. Charles, but it has a full head of hair. It? So. <laughs> it, it would well, still be Charles. Well, now I find out. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there, there are some interesting multiverses where uh, in DC, uh, Superman will not land in Kansas, but he will yeah. land for ex- Soviet in Union, Soviet Russia. Union, Russia. And mm. then he becomes uh, not R- Superman, but the Red Sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday Night Live did a good sketch on him landing in Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. and he became Uberman. And it's like, <laughs> hmm. and all, all kinds of hilarity ensued from that? I mean, I'm not, <laughs> hilarity? Like, the, there's another where he lands in South America and uh, go, also goes a different path. Like, he's still Superman, but he has a very... He's not uh, truth, justice, in the American way. He's much more uh, firm-handed and willing to make some dark choices. Hmm. I, I like parallel universe stories. I like seeing stories that imagine the characters that we have come to know really well in a whole new way. Yeah. I yeah. Like, well, I, who doesn't? I yeah. mean, really. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole what if this happened thing, and I think it's a great way to explore new paths that the mm-hmm. character in the main storyline could never take. Right. So, yeah, because, right. well, so like the world where Superman was born and grew, or was crashed in Germany. Mm-hmm. That would be a world without irony, because right. they invented the Uberman, <laughs> and I, I, we didn't I, steal it from them. So, um, but at what point is it too much of the rehashing, and are people being lazy and not creating new characters for us to love and to relate to? Well, part of that is marketing. I mean, you you also don't have the weight to, like, you understand Superman. You you understand where he comes from and how he gets his powers by 
changing where he lands, you get to tell a new story with him without having to come up with a whole new, and yeah. this is how Superman starts out thing. Yeah. I know, but it still it, goes back to, is that is that taking a safe route instead of giving us something new to relate to, a new, like, telling... Getting the same message or, or emotion across with a new character versus having well, to remake right. another character again and again and again. As a storyteller, like, yes, it is a bit of a shortcut, but you also have to invest time, money, and effort into creating all of those things. And if you're just doing it for a one-off what-if story, mm -hmm. that like that doesn't make a sense sense from the creator's perspective. And there is merit to saying how would this person behave under these different circumstances. Because you might want to have a story to make a specific point, and that is the best way to tell it by putting that character in a different mm -hmm. universe. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if we really if we really look at Superman and all of the various universes Superman existed in. I think you'd find that the majority of the universes would be one where Superman's killed everybody because yeah. they did something that pissed him off. And it's like he has the power to end all life on Earth at any point. And it's like right now you're all talking about all the universes where Superman decided not to for some reason. But well, there it, would be an infinite number of both. Okay, so. Uh, well, it's, since infinity is infinity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's like I... I can't see that it wouldn't be 50-50. They would be um, different sizes of infinity, but still. Well, well there's, a, there's, a, there's a fun game to play in your head. <laughs> it's like, there's infinity. They're both infinity, but one's smaller. Right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. for example, think of all the series of all the numbers that you can think of. No. That's infinity. Now, if you think of the series of all of just the even numbers that go on forever, that still is also infinity. infinity, but it's a smaller set of infinity than You, you can than still divide. Yeah, then the entire set of numbers. So you can look that up. There are different sizes of infinity. No, I'm, I I see where you're going. Yeah. But it's like, uh, as, a, as a useful construct, <laughs> it, it is <laughs> not. But. This is probably the, mo the most pure form of nerdy conversation that has ever happened I, on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I just want to say that my geek, infinity geek is conversation, bigger than yours. Maybe not nerd. <laughs> Yeah, geek. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, the purest form of geek conversation this podcast ever had. And so, all you geek fans out there, this is for you. And we're not coming back. Yeah, no, calm yeah. down. Uh, so, calm down. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's where it gets started sitting funny. What if it's not a parallel universe at all? What if it's just a hologram and we're trying different different phases like when you play a video game as a different character or a slightly different class or something like that? So, I like just wake up with a mustache and a goatee and all of a sudden that's dark e dark universe yes evil, evil yes. seth potentially what well, would evil seth be how would evil seth be different than good seth how do you know i'm good seth well because you don't have a beard or it's just or that just simple no it is <laughs> or, tells or you there's that. a universe out there where instead of you know being in taekwondo and you know kind of a scary person in high school i was blonde and i like totally Stop all that, the styles, you're scaring me. And, and I became a cheerleader, and I was the prom <laughs> queen, and, you know, I, you know, books seem to intimidate guys, so don't, I just... Don't ever do that again, Jenna, that's frightening. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's, you say dark as if it has to be evil, it could go the completely other way. There is, there is a universe where maybe I didn't go to get a PhD in history, where instead I, I got into physical training and became a yoga instructor. 
I, I think all that separates me from evil Seth is the ability to rip a light pole out of the ground and swing it like a baseball bat. Hmm. So you need superpowers to be evil Seth? I just Not lack the I lack the ability to really carry through on it, as, probably. As, as someone who's known Seth for 14 years, I'm just giving it time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're... Like you do have a superpower in coding. I mean, it's like we we make fun of Bill for. I'm I'm serious. Someday, someone's gonna make you mad, and you're gonna just start hijacking their car. It's like they're gonna be driving down the road, and all of a sudden their steering wheel doesn't work anymore, and you're just you're driving the car, and it's just gonna there. be punning at them until it runs them into a cement wall. If I knew at 125 miles per hour. If I knew anything about computers, that would probably be the case. But he does. And at some point, <laughs> you've entered the world where that is a superpower. The ability to, to do what you do is a superpower. You can literally influence the world a great deal. So, you know, the idea of, of the past where physical was important, now it's mental. And so your, are you, your mental powers, you could be evil. What would evil Are Seth you do? encouraging me to... <laughs> Help Bill with his murder scheme. Let's just let's just say, let's see what happens. I can get you okay. in yeah. if you can make the changes. <laughs> I this, uh, probably could. <laughs> the the evil brotherhood of galactic driftwood. NSA, I admit yeah. nothing has happened, and I admit no culpability for anything. But just, uh, right, imagine you you know, knowing what you know, the things you can do now, but you have absolutely no uh, moral compass that uh, would prevent you from doing anything you could do with that? What what kind of evil well, Seth would I do not want be? to implicate myself in any, or give ideas to any sort of people right now, so let's... How, how, how about I give you a universe where Superman well, turned evil? Well, see, but what you're saying right now is you've thought about it. Of course I have. Of course I have. And I don't want to admit anything you, in a recording. Well, you haven't done anything, have you? Yet. Mm. <laughs> I, I got a funny story. My so my sister works for works in the same building I work in. She works on the second floor for a different company. And that company that she works for used to be one of our companies, but we sold them off. So they're different now. But all the people that work up there know me because I've been there for 24 years. <clears throat> so she was up there the other day, and they were talking about something, and she said, well, she said, I, I'm going to tell my brother about that. And they said, well, go ahead and tell him. He can't get up here because they have a different door card system. Uh. <clears throat> and she said, go they said, go ahead and tell him. He can't get up there. And my sister said, I told him. He can hack into the Pentagon. I think he can get into the second floor of this building. Not, <laughs> not that you have ever hacked into no, the Pentagon? I have never. No, no. Ever? I have never mm. hacked into the... I might be able to, but I've never done that. You told your sister that. you had. That's different. I've never told her that I had, no. Oh. She just... I think she was just no. trying to be make a point yeah, that... Yeah, she's writing checks that <clears throat> you, you don't want her to cash. You know, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, she's right in one respect in that I did install the door card system that is used in the building. The Pentagon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Well, no, you, you, we've talked about things you've done with, the, with door cards at your employment before. Nothing like, illegal, though. No, Not nothing all, illegal. All nothing illegal. illegal. Yeah, it's no. all experimentation. We are all it's spending all a lot of time covering our asses legally. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Maybe if you don't want to go evil, how about trickster set? Now, in Native American culture, uh, the trickster is someone or something that shows you the universe as it really is. 
And Bill is a living trickster. And the things that he's done with door cards has <laughs> been sh- to show other people, maybe your bosses, <laughs> how, how, how the universe really the is. I yeah, showed him the light. The light, how the universe really is. This is where this is. And it's like, and sometimes people need that. So what would trickster Seth do? This is a well, question you should have asked me before we started because yeah, I've got to put some thought into he it. Can we table this, this for a week? Of, uh, yes. Well, yeah. we, I we, we can what, come back to this. I want to know what Trickster John would do. Uh-huh. I, I, okay. Uh, I think a good example of that would be staying up three days in a flame war and making people see the universe as it really is. <laughs> it's like to, 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 to really take to heart that somebody's wrong on the internet and to take the personal responsibility, yes, <laughs> yes, to take the time to do now, that. <laughs> now, this seems or, or here's to be... A, here's a better example. Yeah. Once when I was a waiter, I had a customer. She was crazy. She um, used to tell me that she talked to Hal Dobb through the electrical system of her hotel room. <laughs> and, and, but she came in every day at the same time, ordered a muffin, and it was. she said, it's not hot. I want it to be hot. So one day, since I knew she was coming at the same time, I started a muffin in the microwave half an hour early. <laughs> in the microwave? Yeah. And when it was done, it was like smoking. So I brought it out to her, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, what's this? She said, it's your muffin. I said, it's smoking. She said, yeah, it's hot. <laughs> I showed her. That in the in the real universe she doesn't want hot, mm. she wants what I give her That's before. Cruel. Is that cruel? Yes. How is that cruel? <laughs> she wanted hot. She wanted a degree she got of hot. hot. She, she didn't yes, want. She didn't want to. Dr- she didn't want to eat molten lava. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. It was more of a actually smoky was, carbon husk by that <laughs> point. <laughs> it, oddly enough, it was. It still looked like a blueberry muffin. It did. I don't know how. It shouldn't have. It should have shrunk to like one third its size, <laughs> and 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 I don't even know how how it stayed in its its pristine I, shape. But it's. So I think we've all just figured something. At least I have, and I'm about to share it. Okay. The reason John doesn't have these uh, deja vu dream mm-hmm. kind of experiences is because we are in the universe where he is evil. <laughs> so, the rest of us are trying to cope. So this so, is his. <laughs> no, I mean, so John just gives a story of you know being a waiter, and I think we've all what makes the the idea of a parallel universe so attractive or interesting oh. to us is that we've all had those moments where like there's got to be something better. Uh, there's got to be some like uh, the the idea that I could have maybe something better than the situation in my own because this sucks. I, I call that so, the undifferentiated universe. It's like your elbow only goes like this, right? And uh, for those listening, it's like bending your elbow in one direction. If your elbow bends in a direction that is not the way the elbow bends, that's bad. But in an undifferentiated universe, your elbow can bend any way you want. Anything can happen. You can have magic, hobbits, uh, star travel, aliens ghosts, any of the stuff. And it's like, we all want an undifferentiated universe. We want a more interesting universe than the mundane universe we have now. So I think that's Yeah, what I think, and that's say. what yeah. makes it attractive, like Super Mario Brothers. Yes. The movie, you know. Right, no. I liked that movie. I don't care. Look at me, glare at me all you want. But, I mean, so... <laughs> 
she's she didn't know she was a princess and they got to be superheroes in this other universe. I mean, like it suddenly their lives got to be more interesting and they were yes. important and you know, I think everyone just kind of likes to believe maybe there's a universe where all of these problems, these things that are driving me crazy just go away. Uh, mm. Approximately 75% of princesses don't know that they're princesses. I don't In know. In fiction. How, what, <laughs> do, do, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see some research on that. If you could. I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with I, that. I don't know that about that. I think. The, the surprise princess or surprise prince is a very well-known trope. Come on. I mean, it's a known trope, but I think that's only t- like maybe 25%. And that tops. is a god machine. I think it's like <laughs> 95% of villains don't know they're villains either. Or well, don't believe the, they are. Well, um, yeah, the all every every uh, everyone thinks that they're the hero of the story. Like right. they don't Magneto doesn't view himself as no. the villain. Right. I don't know, but he does the original Magneto does call it the evil brother the brotherhood of evil mutants. Well, that was sixties so, uh, comic that, book writing. Yeah, so. but, but but I mean did they... But modern Magneto doesn't. He's no. he's he's has a rational and I honestly, for most of the time I think that the people who are doing evil in movies and, <clears throat> and uh, comic books are right. Yeah, I do. You're Team Magneto. I'm, I well, I'm Team. It's like, all right, uh, Kingsman, yeah. the Kingsman. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson played an evil. They called him evil Tech. because he wanted to reduce the population. He's right. He's absolutely right. His method would have been very humane. I mean, it would have been a lot of fighting, but people would have died relatively quickly. No. What? <laughs> no. I don't see that being humane at all, and I don't think that would have been relatively well, quickly. But is it have, better than the starvation? Do you, do you know the, how... It's rational. It's do, irrational. Do you it's irrational have any too. idea of uh, how time extends when you are in pain? Yes, I do. Okay, so, no, not humane at all. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, you're it, just you arguing take, the humane uh, part. You can starve to death over months, and it's like, uh, yes, pain hurts. <laughs> I will, I'll admit that. You know, maybe that's a spoiler alert. Pain hurts, but it's like, it's okay. it's a much quicker, more acute. So, I have, here's a question. If you had your choice, how would you want to die? Instantly. But, but doing what? Doesn't matter. It wouldn't really matter if it was instant. I would never know. It's like so it, a building could fall on you. A building like that, you'd an be aneurysm, uh, anything. Uh, prolonged wasting death sounds like it sucks. But Somebody drops an axe on your skull. This is dark. So, uh, How does yeah. this relate to parallel universes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you, you could die in multiple ways. So you know, if you have fact, more than one fact, way, you do. In in multiple say. universes, you do. You die in yeah. multiple ways. Yeah. So Jenna, how would you go? Extra lives. Phaser set to kill sounds. Yes, that'd be nice. Um, How do you want it? uh, Uh, Not knowing it's coming, and oh boy, I better not tell that story. I don't want any implications. There's a story. (laughs) There's a story. Now we want to know. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely don't want to die like the. Guy who, <laughs> <laughs> the guy I oh oh, <laughs> just yeah, different from the last universe, right? Uh, oh God, now I'm stuck on that. Uh, <laughs> um, um, so there's a story you're saying. Yeah. There was a st- you're you're about to start the story. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. that's what no. I think we're, was going to happen. We're not going to start any story. No. Let's just say. <laughs> 
Um, I would like to n not know it's coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, instantaneous would be cool. Although uh, I think there are some altered states that lead to death that I've heard are pretty pleasant as well. Mm. No, you mean like the endorphin release? Yeah, a nice happy death. The, uh, the DMT release at, at death, giving all the yeah. happy... Um, maybe you would go to Mario Land. Let's just say I've heard... Well, one of my friends who's in the military said if he was ever stuck in a situation he knew... Like, he had to take himself out. He always said, I would love to go via cocaine and heroin. It kills you, but I, it, like, chemically is the most pleasurable, intense feeling supposedly humans can experience. Hmm. So speedball death is the way to go. That's supposedly. Okay, oh. now i got to ask Charles. Now, before Charles answers, I'm going to say I know the way you won't go. And that is on one of the bridges that you helped us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like you're putting him in a position to be sued. <laughs> We've done a lot of that on this podcast. But it's like, there's going to be some bridge that goes out. And like, well, we've got this podcast that says it was faulty. <laughs> says Charles wouldn't even go on it. No. I don't know. I've done yeah. anything to be sued yet. I mean, just. All right. So, Charles, how would you want to go? Oh, no, I've just, yeah, it's, well, I actually, the happy death does sound the much better. The, yeah. I don't know that I'd want to know that I'd taken the drugs. I think that would kind of they be They just, a you don't care. Like, you're so physically happy. That's what he said. You don't care. It's all good. Hmm. Just shh, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't want to, I, I don't think I want to see it come in. I don't want to see it come anywhere. I mean, I, I, I don't... So you wouldn't I want to be like the Cyclops in Krull. Oh, definitely not. But I'm, I'm not <laughs> even sure, like, the cowboy six-shooter heroic... I mean, I, I don't think I like the heroic death either. Hmm. I mean, it's fun to watch on a movie, but yeah. I... So yeah. senseless, pointless, but quick is what you're saying. Well, yeah. I, I, and now happy. I'm now, now you guys have made me <laughs> senseless, pointless, <laughs> now you've, and happy. You've, uh, before we're before making I came everyone in, sad. Before we came mm -hmm. in, it was just going to be senseless and quick, right? Mm -hmm. But now, now I need it to be happy, or my <laughs> life's just not going to feel complete at the end. <laughs> All right, Seth. Uh, on on those drugs, uh, orbiting the Earth. Nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, in a spacesuit. Nice. Singing that Discovery Channel song. <laughs> <laughs> what Discovery Channel song? Uh, they did it. Uh, no, the uh, they did this great advertisement for a while. Uh, the world is. You know what I'm talking about? Remember? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, I can't remember. I can't it's remember. like uh, at the tip of my brain. But it was a nice little jingle about how awesome the world is. It was just, yeah. yeah, Discovery Channel, oh. these guys floating in the sky. Mm -hmm. I love the whole world. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love the whole world. Yeah, it's da, pretty da, good. Da, da. Exactly. Although I, I still think I'm okay with being uploaded into an AI and sidestepping the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my choice. But you still die. Eh, this flesh husk dies. I don't yeah. need it. I, I do. But you aren't you anymore. The the downloaded copy gets to live forever. You get to die. So it's like, well, yeah. Eh. Uh, I do. Way not in my universe. I do find myself almost hoping that, at that point. the parallel universe of the one, the Jet Li movie, oh, actually yeah. existed. Because uh, having ADHD, if my other counterparts have ADHD, we're kind of impulsive. People with ADHD have a, a shorter lifespan of about seven years on average. Wow. Because <laughs> our impulsiveness uh, gets us into situations. So I'd be like really powering up, if, I think, if I could get to my... To my 40s, because the whole premise is one of these 
dimensional cops figures out that if you kill your counterpart in a parallel universe, you slowly get powerful, you start assuming your mm. counterpart's power because they're all connected. They there, all there can be only one. Yeah. yeah they are they're all connected. Well, they not all have <coughs> energy. Well, if you remember the, the end same. of that movie, Jet Lee's uh the evil Jet Lee ended up fighting an entire universe and it's like eventually he was going to lose. No, it's he he was fighting an entire prison planet. Yeah. And he very well could have succeeded. He is Jet Lee. Yeah, so, but now you take, like, a hundred thousand Jet Lees, and you've taken their power and put them into one, because it's like... Two. If, two. So, if that's the case, then, yeah, if I could hold out in this universe, definitely, by if I hit the 40s, I'll be good. Because I know at least half of my counterparts are probably, like, done something to get themselves taken out. Pro those those blonde alternate versions you suggested earlier. <laughs> The ones who partied a little bit too hard, the or um, drove a little too fast, or or the ones that are in the Paleolithic universe and died when they were twenty-five, just because that's when people died. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm. So, uh, other good uh, sci-fi multiverse properties that you guys like? Sliders. Uh, I like sliders. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yes. I never saw that. So there we can fix that. <laughs> it's a cartoon, so we're going with a bridge. Uh, we're going with a bridge. Oh, we should show them a bridge. Yes. yes. But start with season two, because by season, you know, season one, they're getting their feet going, but season two, they're in a good swing. Wait. We love you, Team Four Star. <laughs> hmm. Well, at a high level, Dragon Ball Z is about what? So there is a season uh, in Dragon Ball Z in which uh, a world, the future has been basically destroyed by these murderous cyborgs. So the son of a inventor comes back in time to try and take out the cyborgs when they're still weaker. And then when they succeed and everything's great, he goes back to his future and he realizes it doesn't change his future. His future has been set. So he was prepared to die to do this? To be written it, out of history? He, it, he thought he was fixing his timeline, basically. Yeah, he was already born. Like, it, it was in his mother's lifetime, and he was a baby, supposedly, when these cyborgs uh, gained consciousness and started destroying uh, the world and, and killing people. But even if he was born, he would still... the, the His... his Present would change, therefore and he'd be he written out. Oh, he no, totally no. accepted that. Okay. Yeah, it was a wasteland, and these cyborgs were still murdering. Yeah. So what Dragon Ball Z is about is basically martial arts is the path to ultimate superpowers. Mm -hmm. And you have these uh, basically martial artists who just... It's all about them gaining more power and fighting each other in completely ridiculous ways. Hmm. Yes. And, and episodes the, that take way takes way too many episodes. And, and the more and I the describe it, the more bonkers it will sound. So I'm going <laughs> to stop now. I don't think Bill's in his final form. <laughs> I don't. It's like, what do you mean? I think you're going to grow more powerful. <laughs> I, I do. I don't think you're in your final form. I don't think anyone would want us to be in their final form at this stage. I would definitely want to enhance... I'm just waiting for <laughs> science to make it more affordable. Right. Well, so you uh, would get like a neural implant? Robot arm. Well, everyone, everyone's going to do that eventually. Robot arm. They have to. Full. Well, I, I would love some stem cell rejuvenation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I would love to, if I could reverse age, that would be well, neat. Speaking of that, the story this week 
Do you see there's five cities in the U.S., and Omaha, Nebraska is one of those cities that has a new startup called Ambrosia, and what they're doing is they are, you can go in, you pay $8,000, oh, right. and you can have the blood of a teenager infused into your veins, a liter and a... Or yeah. a liter and a half. That's, uh, what does that do? The science they have shown with mice that uh, if they connected the vascular system of a younger mouse to an older mouse, uh, the older mouse started being rejuvenated, basically. That the, the properties of the younger blood and the system, like, in, it brought back to gen cells would grow back more effectively. They became... Um, quicker, stronger, like like they were literally becoming younger mice by sharing the blood of the younger mice, the older mice were becoming this, basically This brings age. up a very unhealthy scenario. Oh, yes, yeah. very. There's lots of rumors in Hollywood right now that there are multi-millionaires, even billionaires who are already doing this with, like, teenagers. Like paying the, for their well, blood I, I, to I would, be transfused. According to this article, the oldest person to have it done was 92. It makes me out. Uh, it was in 92 where he was 92. He was 92 he and she. he had the blood, of, he or she had the blood of a well, that's younger finally, person. Children and teenagers serve a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the one who said it. but <laughs> It would explain Kevin Bacon. But then it's also <laughs> very, very dark. Yeah. The implications are dark. It's like, okay, now we see the start of the science further widening the gap in uh, classes. Yeah, mm -hmm. the rich because getting the rich, to be younger oh, yeah. right. at the expense of the poor people who have to sell their blood. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not. I I would totally sell my blood in college to. Well, oh yeah, yeah. No question, and I would have done it. What if you were a parent, and you needed extra money, and you had a bunch of kids, that you could then take. Or in. you're fostering a bunch of kids. Yes. Oh God, blood farms. <clears throat> I mean, blood not only farms. do you get money supplemented be because you're fostering, title. but <laughs> hey, kids, I'm your legal guardian. You're gonna go do this. Mm -hmm. We need to eat this week, kids. Especially if this company Monty paid you $1,000 every time you brought your kid in to donate blood. Because they're making $8,000 off of it. Well, that oh, please. People. They'd pay you 100 Well, yeah, I know. But, I mean, they they would make it worth your while. Well, it's, uh, does, I mean, we have blood banks now. People donate for free. Sure. It's like, but those are meant for medical use. Those right. aren't meant for cosmetic use. And now right. we'll see people but, who can't, who will go in, donate at the the place where they pay the money instead of yeah, exactly. donating That's to the medical yeah, place. It, 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 right. would, it would lower the amount of blood we have okay. for unless, well, emergencies. Unless yeah. we set up like a, a government subsidy and everyone has to mandatorily donate. Like but why? No. why what about clone blood? Well, the clones are people too. Aren't no, they? you can you can clone, <laughs> you can cl we, we'll be able to clone organs. Why clone couldn't we? lives matter, man. Well, why couldn't we just clone the blood? It would depend on the expense, whether yeah. it would be worth it. No, that is true. Well, the blood Cloning is... would cost way more yeah, than getting just, poor and, people and to donate. And how often, how fast would the replication errors pop up? I mean, uh -huh. it's like... No, you clone the organs, you steal the blood. <laughs> but mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's how it goes. Too, if it's clone <laughs> blood, what is it, the, whatever the process is, it could lead to... Uh, growth in other tissues that you don't want to grow, so like tumors, something like that. You don't know. Mm. But, I mean, any place that pays you for your blood now, like platelets, from what I understood and have been told in the past by someone who would go get paid for his platelets, it's not for medical use. It's for, like, 
cosmetics and creams and huh. like stuff that's sold yeah. to people. And a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff they strip out the platelets and make it plasma, which is more universally acceptable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's no, I, I see where you're going. It just I, I could just see this going horribly wrong. And it there's not very many ways it can go right. Yeah, it's like it's like it's it's a very slippery slope. And even if it starts out with the best of intention, I think it ends up with blood farms. I mean, it's already a slippery slope if you look at human growth hormone, the stem cell shops like in Panama, you can have be completely rejuvenated uh, right now with stem cells and tissue regrowth and, and all this stuff for like I don't know, maybe a couple thousand dollars. And it's like you can change your DNA and reverse the aging of your DNA at this point. So like right now, if they they were to look at your age, they would say, okay, even though I'm in years uh, 34, maybe the way I've lived my life, uh, my DNA looks like a 38, Mm 40-year-old. And they can right now go through a process where your DNA will look like it's in its 20s, early 20s. So they extend the telomeres or something? Yes. Hmm. That's what they can do. I, I know they were doing research for that, but they've done it. They're successful they in doing that. They have successfully extended the telomeres, mm. and they have proven the association between telomeres and the aging process. I think that's been established, yeah. yeah. So as far as telomeres go, yeah. I didn't yeah, know that they, had, aging that they had found basically. a way of extending yeah. them. I know they were working on that. And it's like... The last I heard, they weren't actually sure the relationship between age and telomeres. But, no, cool. If they have, and that works, then then that's horrible. <laughs> because, because, cool. No, the world's, that's awful. The, world's already, the world is already wildly And this is exactly why I don't like the multiverse theory. Well, what? Because <laughs> we started there, and all of a sudden we're vampires. <laughs> yeah. I hate to tell you this, this is real life. This is our universe without any multiverses. It it wasn't before the conversation started. Multiverse (laughs) might get you out of this, man. But if we can, if we can, like lower like the the death rate, what will that do to a population? Overpopulation. We're already overpopulated. This is uh, not sustainable at all. It's well, let's let's be honest here. It's going to lower the death rate for certain people. Certain people. It's going to. It'll uh, can afford it, will, it. It will be elitist. It will be. I mean, the same thing if they came up with a, a pill to let you live, extend your life for another 100 or 200 years. Mm. It would be priced such that yeah. only the you, wealthy could afford it. You have to buy it, yeah, at a certain percentage of your income or a flat fee that's just unaccessible. By yeah, that's what, it, they, that's what they do in uh, uh, Pandora's Star and Judas Unchained is you basically, instead of... Uh, donating to a retirement fund, you're d- you're working toward to pay off your next uh, life extension, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of how that would go, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, retirement wouldn't mean anything anymore. Mm-hmm. No, so. you'd work forever, and you'd want, or to. you'd just be rich forever. You could be retired forever. Well, people like mm-hmm. to work. Works, works how we actually define ourselves in society. Yeah. So but that, it, the reason we retire is because we can't do it anymore. I mean, that might actually be interesting in or that you could explore a di- completely different uh, life path if you wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Or you retire because you finally have the funds that you can do what you actually want to do. Yeah, but if you live forever, you're going to run out of those funds at some point. So, it, And it's like we, people like to work. And it's like like you just said, it's like we can change careers. We can become something new. Uh, go back to college. Take a lifetime, be a painter. Yes. Take a yeah. lifetime, uh, yeah. explore a new uh, f- 
like ex- be a biologist instead. Yeah. Like I like to really think that somewhere in some other timeline, there's a Jenna who became the art therapist, a Jenna who wasn't afraid of being an artist because there was no security and became an artist anyway. Mm-hmm. Because had I had my way, had I known video games were going to blow up the way they did, I would have loved to have gone into character development and design. Like, I loved drawing. I would draw all sorts of different characters and designs. But if there's immortality, you don't have to worry about catching the latest wave. It's like you can then do it later. And it's like a lot of times we make decisions based upon our knowledge that we have between 60 and 80 years to live. And it's like if we have all the time, we don't have to worry about that rush to get uh, our established careers in the way. We can, like, have several different. So it's like... If you can afford it. Well, if you can. And if others don't block the lower classes out of it because they don't want to share resources with other people who continually live forever. We block lower classes all the time on economic basis, so it would be easy to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. We've already got a system in place to block the lower classes. So, or as we want to call them, the 99% or the proletariat or whatever you want to, you know. We're not endorsing this. We're just saying. That it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just is. And it's like. Yeah, and if you don't think that the 1% exists, you're not part of the 1%. Now, if you can live forever, what do you need religion for? Well, that's something a little different. (laughs) I'm not the biggest fan of religion, but it has a very strong social context. And, of course, established religions would lose a lot of power because one of their big tools is... Fear of uh, the afterlife. Yeah, fear of the afterlife. So... Uh, socially, what religion is would change, but we still seem to like the idea of things like fate. And fate is a belief system. W- would would not dying remove our all of our belief systems? I mean, if you can change your ultimate fate, then well, it, indeed. So, but we still like some have people some would still need a great ref in the sky. Right. So here's an interesting yeah. thought that I know we're getting late on time, but. It came up when I was listening to different podcasts on the multiverse, now that we've brought up religion. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dr. Michio Kakao, I'm probably like... Uh, Michio Kaku. Michio Kaku, yeah. So, he he discusses how he grew up with Buddhist parents, but went to a Protestant school. Mm. So, there's the Nirvana of Buddhist. That would be weird. And uh, basically, there's the infinite Nirvana Mm -hmm. that has always existed and will continue to exist. And then there was this uh, genesis, which a period in time there is nothing and something. And he said what really has drawn him into the multiverse um, theory, especially being physics, is that that nothingness, it sounds like nirvana. And that if universes, um, you know, suddenly pop into existence and then go away and pop into existence. So it's like genesis comes out of that nirvana. And mm. it just, it was really interesting for him to see those two sides come together um, if you wanted to interpret it that way in the multiverse theory. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, and Buddhists do believe in immortality to a degree. Uh, your ultimate goal is disillusion into the nothingness, but it's like multiple rebirths as coming back, reincarnation, which, you know. I can see Buddhism as accepting the whole multiverse idea easily. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, according to the insurance industry, though, <laughs> you would never live forever. Right. Because well, So we can't live forever because we'll ruin the actuary. Well, no, <laughs> because, because after 600 years, the 
percent chance of you having a fatal accident hits 100%. Hmm. Or just the fact that there's a massive solar flare that takes out the grid. We no longer have the technology to do these rejuvenation awesome rejuvenation things, things yeah. and well, it becomes a Mad Max world. Well, the population growth would see to that. But maybe uh, maybe the universe, we, we actually make it out into the solar system then. I guess we'll see. 600 years is a long time to change yeah, your behavior. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe if, a long time if there's a future, maybe people will start trying to fix things. It's like rather yeah. than uh, fatalistically accept Ooh, them. that, yeah. 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 The idea that you could live forever. It's like instead of people are, are like, I have a lot more preppers in my classes this mm. semester than I'm comfortable with. Preppers? <laughs> How did you find Doomsday out that they're preppers? preppers? I, well, basically, I'm the academic equivalent of the sandwich board guy, the guy who's like the end is near, wandering around ringing a bell, listening to me. Because sociology, done correctly, will re reveal that the all that you understand is going to end, and it's going to end relatively soon. So uh, this, I'm doing my usual spiel, and uh, people are saying, "Yeah, I'm all set. I got, I got a, a compound. I'm going to go." It's like I have like six or seven students <laughs> telling me that it's they, nice to have a compound in your back pocket. They have, they have, they have plans. They, it's like they have rural spots where there's large groups of people who have saved a lot of food and water. There's a lot of people in my classes, and this has never happened before, that are ready for the end of civilization. Well, I just want to say this while we're all here. In the event that does happen, you're all invited to Bill's Barter Town. <laughs> Where's Bill's Barter Town? It starts here. All right. Uh, so you know where it's at. In the middle of Omaha is the last place I would want to be. In the middle of any, <laughs> any urban center. Well, after we'll this, be after reporting <laughs> live on the apocalypse on Galactic Driftwood. You know, Tune done, in next week. I have done three different end-of-the-world radio shows for Mav Radio because these end-of-the-world prophecies happen. So I would like, just as a, as, as a joke, just actually run a show. <laughs> do a, I'd do a countdown at the end of the world, and it, it, nice. it's fun. We should do I'm that. I'm going to be sitting here cleaning all of my knives as we're going through. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right. like, no, you don't, you don't want to be in Omaha. After the end of civilization, the food trucks stop coming, and there won't be any food in Omaha in less than two weeks. Right. So, uh, yeah. it, it, less than that. Well, actually, people will take over the food centers, so it's almost going to be immediate that you won't be able to have access to food. When you start realizing how integral the railroad is to to moving food and resources and how quickly, if you were to shut down the railroad, this country would <coughs> turn into chaos, yeah. it's it's shocking. We're, we're talking two days. Yeah. So it's... It so we can shut down the government, just don't touch the railroad. Basically, yes. Well, steal, steal a, <clears throat> a, got a rail car of cord syrup. You can keep yourself going for some time. <laughs> well, I, I hate to be the one to end all this fun that we're talking about, but we're over time now. Well, so. we did start. Well, we did start about ten minutes yeah, late. Yeah, because hey. yeah, Bill blindly stared at us for like five minutes. Oh. So <laughs> like, yeah. All right. So, some extra time. what is the worst way the world could end? Go. No, we're saving that for another one. Multiverse. Yes, no, or... What's what, the question? What, what's the question? Are so, you pro or con? Oh, like, for... Multiverse. Yes or no? What do yes, you think? definitely. You, so, well, actually, let's, let's clarify because there's different theories of multiverse. Do you think there is a parallel universe of yes, our existence? I, I do. So. I believe there is. And All right, so in those parallel, there's slight differences or it's exactly the same? Uh, slight differences, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's it's this real like 
basically people exist, I mean, in different phases. It's not just different universes doing their own thing. Like, this is actually going on in a different way Because in Infinity, there's Infinity universes that are doing exactly the same thing. And there's Infinity universes where it's slightly different. Like, the only difference in one universe could be that today, Seth wore a blue shirt rather than a red shirt. And that's the only difference in the entire universe. I did and have that option this morning. You did. <laughs> or and, or oh. that the only difference is his name is Sean. Oh. <laughs> you know, and that we joke about him being called Seth. See, and I, I was like, <laughs> I was listening to the show last time, and it's like, you called him Sean, and then you blamed me. <laughs> and it's like I, I, and you were very adamant. It about is it your be, fault. It being my fault. No, it that is. one was your fault. You're self-reinforcing. No, no, I know. I, I occasionally make mistakes, and that's because John has screwed me up so badly by constantly calling you Seth that now you I can't. You did it again. <laughs> he just, you, you just thought you were so, calling him the wrong name. See, that's what I mean. <laughs> you this, did it again. This you just were... feels too ah. special, so I'm going to go with there's no parallel universe, <sighs> but there is a multiverse. Mm. And different types of universe, but I don't think there's a parallel to this. Okay. So, because this is singular and unique, <laughs> it's like, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened. Uh, if that helps you sleep at night, yes. It, it, nothing helps me sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> I know the truth. I know it all. I do. All right, Charles. I'm against. I'm You're, against in both forms. Against the no idea multiverse, of the multiverse, no yeah, parallel I, I, universes. I, I don't think. I don't think it helps entertainment. But I also don't think that's a real thing. Likely thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, I'm just curious what? as to what your particular rationale of it not being likely well, is. Well, the, the, the laws of physics... So, if I flip a quarter and it comes down heads, it's because of the way I flipped it, and that's set. And that's just set. It's not going to come down tails in another universe. It's still going to be heads. That's how it works. But you flip it differently in the other universe. Oh, no, you don't because... The fi- yeah, no, you don't you flip don't. it identically. You well, it you flip it identically it in an infinite together. number of universes, but in an equally infinite number, you flip it slightly differently. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have been born rich, or, or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> or less poor, whatever. Yeah, I'm not, but you know, it's all relative there. Love yeah. to be in a universe where you feel safe to drive on your own bridges? Yes, yes. I'd yeah. like to have been more privileged, let's put it that way. But... um I wasn't, and I, and I wouldn't have. It's just thought how hmm. I, I everybody may want to have the desire for this thing, but I don't think I think. So you're, are you calling stuck. us whiny babies for wanting to have a multiverse? Escapists, yes. Whiny babies. We're all escapists. He just called us all whiny babies for wanting to hey, have. Yeah. I said I don't believe in a parallel universe. I said I believe in the multiverse in which there's different types of universes and pockets mm-hmm. of this universe, but not a parallel. That and that there are humans somewhere else. How do you feel about mm, the multiverse, Charles? Is is she being a whiny baby for one? Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the the anti matter universe, whatever's happening there. Yeah. But uh, that is dark energy pushing us apart and things like that. Y- yeah, as you, but I still don't think there's this parallel or multiverse where everybody. So you're the only you that exists I, in all of the, the, the Yes, I am right. unique. But they say if the universe, just this one universe, if it is indeed infinite, 
at a certain point, it yeah. has to repeat because there are only that's, so many combinations for the limited number of particles well, that exist in the universe my, to combine to my form realities. My understanding of the DC Marvel universe is a little more like that, or it was, right? Hmm. That it's so big that you have separate bubbles. They're almost right next to each other. That is actually kind contemporary of? multiverse theory. Mm -hmm. But well, well, it's not anyway. But uh, anyway, no. Okay. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. No, thank you. Just no. Okay. <laughs> Just no. All right, John. Oh yeah, I think so. I which both one both. Uh, based on the lack of any kind of verifiable evidence, uh, both. Yeah. Although there's some interesting uh, data from uh, WMAP, which was an infrared study of the skies that shows a really interestingly cold spot that mm -hmm. one of the theories proclaims is actually another dimension protruding into our universe. So or another universe where we're touching? I don't know the nature of that universe, just that it might possibly have, have some physical reaction in a large part of space. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely don't dismiss either one. Right. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. But then there's an alternate universe where I say yes and another one where I say no. <laughs> or there's just a situation really, where you have a choice really of a sad. yes or no answer and you create one whole universe while living in the other one. Mm. So. <laughs> hmm. I feel like fun. that's cop out, well, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not bad to say I don't know. No, you can say you don't know, but what do you think? Oh, well, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't well, know if there's yeah, a multiverse. He has no, I, and I have what no evidence. But what, what would you want? What would I want? Yeah. I would, would want? definitely want a multiverse where I have the option of traveling and seeing this. But that's what I want, and because I'm also an author. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's okay to have a multiverse as long as you can go to it? Yeah. <laughs> but if, they, if there's no way to get there, then screw it. Yeah. I don't want one. Screw all those other me's. <laughs> now, if, now, now, if you could get there, if you had a tool that would open up a portal, you jump through it, and suddenly you're in a parallel universe. Which is the whole point of sliders. Yeah, I was about would to say. Would you go if you didn't know what was on the other side? No, because I've seen sliders. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, yeah. and because yeah. what a lot of physicists would say, you don't know if you don't know what type of parallel or parallel universe it is. If it's a universe where the atoms or the like oxygen doesn't exist or right. the periodic table doesn't or exist, the weak nuclear force is not as strong. Sure, you you'll just fall apart. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't want that. But I also don't want sliders where you come through with Neanderthal Nazis. You know, yeah, I've like, seen sliders. You don't you just yeah. don't jump into a p parallel multiverse uh, blindly. You but they did. But they had to. And they had no choice. They didn't have much fun, now did they? They did not. They did. They no. sliders, but they lived. Yeah. They and they lived. had lots of interesting they adventures. They didn't live well. And they could have been much happier but back in their home dimension. I, I think it's I think most of all, I would say no to the multiverse, you know, but I would probably say yes to the time travel. Oh. So time what? travel within this existing universe. Why yeah. would you want to time travel? But the if you time universe? travel to oh, the past kids. and change the past, then you create oh, a new universe. No, you, you just well, change no, the timeline. Well, no, then you erase yourself. Bill's right. Actually, it's like if uh, unless there's another uh, dimension or parallel universe created with the time travel, you are editing yourself out of existence by making any changes. In theory, 
The, you the could. danger of your of your yeah. <laughs> I'd roll the dice on that one, but guys, our audience is falling asleep. Gentlemen, uh, you <laughs> our took our, our neat package of how we could today. end, and yeah. you well, have ruined it. That. Yes, ruined it. Well, <laughs> I think this is a good segue into talking about the next show that we're going to do, <laughs> which is about time travel. Yes. So we and will continue this conversation. This conversation we'll pick up next time. We'll talk about time travel, and that we may have to do a two-parter on that one, just yes. because. Time travel has been dealt with well, on so I many mean, different shows. To frame that one, are we going to talk about time travel in terms of how various science fiction yes. and fantasy yes. has done that? Or, okay. or the first one can be going forward and the second one can be going back. <laughs> well, there a, you go. I have a very good way of dealing <laughs> with going forward and going back. And so, you should definitely tell us that next time. I will. Well, oh, shouldn't yes. we the really have said travel. that... Uh, in our previous episode, we're going to be talking about time travel. Yes, oh. I like that. <laughs> and if anyone can time travel, come to Bill's house right now. Yeah, and and tell us all about your time travel and and right, then and then we'll talk about it on the show. You can be on the show. We may even yeah. interview you. We may. We would love to interview a time traveler. Yes, we would love to interview a time traveler. And so Keanu to kill Reeves. Us all. I tell you what, if it, you, you it, said that like it meant something. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, man. Uh, well, yeah, oh, but yeah. there's two of them in that, isn't there? Yeah, no, yeah. Keanu Reeves being yeah. that he's either immortal or a time traveler. That's the other the guy's, yeah. the other guy's yeah. career didn't You're survive. Right. Yeah. Hmm? So. The other guy's career didn't survive. Where did That's he go? because he's not obviously a real time traveler or immortal. So on that note. On that note, Seth, you want to tell our listeners where they can find us? Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, a half dozen other uh, podcast services, uh, and anywhere that you listen to us, like, subscribe, please leave a review because that's how we're going to uh, get more listeners and how that's how we're going to grow. Uh, tell a friend if you like the show, and uh, we'll see you next week. And if you hate well, the show, don't say anything. And you can find us on If Facebook. you hate the show, fight me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes. Galactic and Drifter. Reddit. Are we on Reddit? Reddit? <laughs> we have a Reddit presence. We don't have anything out there. There's but we're nothing. There. I, I don't wow. see how that's we, good we for Wow, we really us. opened the door. <laughs> I don't know that that's a good thing. <laughs> well, we'll uh, talk about that after the show. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I'm Bill. I'm Jenna. I'm Charles. Uh, I'm John. And I'm Seth. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>